On this timeout edition of The Audible, Marco exposes Donald Trump again at the Fox News Republican debate. We have all the highlights from Detroit on The Audible timeout. A quick update from the official podcast of Marco Rubio for President. Thursday night was debate night in America, and Marco brought the heat on Donald Trump right from the beginning. In this campaign for the last year, Donald Trump has basically mocked everybody with personal attacks. He's done so to people that are sitting on the stage today. He's done so about people that are disabled. He's done it about every other candidate in this race. Anyone who's ever deserved to be attacked that way, it's been Donald Trump for the way he's treated people in the last campaign. Now that said, I would much prefer to have a policy debate. I hope that's what we'll have here tonight. Let's have a policy debate. Let's talk about Donald Trump's strategy and my strategy and Ted's strategy and John Kasich's strategy when it comes to ISIS and on health care and on the important issues facing this country. But let's be honest, too, about all this. The media has given these personal attacks that Donald Trump has made an incredible amount of coverage. Let's start talking again about the issues that matter to this country. I'm ready to do that starting right here, right now, tonight. One of the first topics was the economy. And Marco took on Trump for his record of outsourcing American jobs. My point is exactly right. He has spent a career convincing Americans that he's something that he's not in exchange for their money. Now he's trying to do the same in exchange for their country. This is a fact. He talks about these great businesses that he's built. He inherited over $100 million. Wrong. And with that money, wrong. he lost more money than wrong. Mr. Trump. He talks about how he wants to jobs in America. He can start tonight by announcing that all the Donald J. Trump clothing will no longer be made in China and in Mexico, but will be made here in the United States. And on the issue of job creation, I find this interesting. The private sector creates jobs. The jobs of those of us in public service are to put in place policies that allow the economy to grow. That's the problem with the Democratic Party. They think government is what creates jobs. Government does not create jobs. Now, the way you create jobs is you make America the easiest and the best place in the world to start a business or to expand an existing business. If you go on my website, MarcoRubio.com, you will see a real plan to fix our taxes, to roll back regulations, to repeal and replace Obamacare, not just lines around the states. Serious policies and proposals. And Marco didn't stop there. He hit Trump for his hotel hiring practices. We bring people in, we bring them out. When we can, we hire people from Palm Beach or West Palm Beach. But we bring people in, we bring them out, we want to hire as many Americans as we can. But they don't want part-time, very short part-time jobs. Understood. Thank you. That's not accurate. I'm sorry, Megan, that's not accurate. That's my... There were at least 300 Americans that applied last year. None of them were hired. They, some of them have been wrong. interviewed. It's wrong. They were not hired. And here's wrong. why he does it this way. Let me explain why he does hires them H-2B. Because when you bring them in this way, when you bring someone in from abroad on one of these visas, they can't go work for anybody else. They either work for you or they have to go back home. You basically have them captive. So you don't have to worry about competing for higher wages with another hotel down the street. And that's why you bring workers from abroad. You argue that you're here to fight on behalf of the American worker. But when you have chances to help the American workers, you're making your clothes overseas, and you're hiring your workers from overseas. Go ahead, sir. But the real prosecution of Trump came when Marco called him out for his scam university. Just listen to this revealing exchange. Well, he did. That's why Trump University is so relevant here. I saw this video last week where he's sitting in front of a camera saying, we're going to hire the best people, and I'm going to handpick them, and they're going to be handpicked instructors, the best instructors in the world. One of them, by the way, was the manager at a Buffalo Wild Wing, and that's who they hired to do this, and people borrowed money, and they signed up for this fake university. And these people owe all of us money now, and they got nothing in return for it. But you were willing to say whatever you had to say to get them to give you their money. Go ahead, and we're not going to do that. We'll find out country. when we have the trial. By the way, just so you understand. 
This is a case I could have settled very easily, but I don't settle cases very easily when I'm right. 98% approval rating. We have an A from That's the false. Better Business Bureau. We have a 98% approval rating of people That's that false. took the course. We have an A from the Better Business Bureau, and people like it. Now, he's saying they didn't learn. We have many, many people that will be witnesses. Again, I don't settle cases. I don't do it because that's why I don't get sued very often, because I don't settle, unlike a lot of other people. We have a situation where we will win in court, but many of the people that are witnesses did tremendously well and made a lot of that's money false. by taking the course. Go ahead, the, Senator. The, the, well, you're going to see. You're going to see. You don't know. Go ahead. It's Senator Ruiz. It's a D minor. No, no. It's I've read wrong. the No, no. Before they had the information. Go on my website, hold, hold. MarcoRubio.com. Before we'll they had the information. Wait, wait. Senator Rubio. Senator Rubio, stand by. Let him finish his Once point quickly. Once they had and then, the information, it got, it is right now an A. Once they had the information, it got switched. The only reason it was D was because we didn't care. We didn't give them the information. The when they got the information, it became an A. With, a with respect, wait. With respect, Mark, we went back. At, with know. respect, yeah. we went back and looked at this. Yes. The, the rating from the Better Business Bureau was a D minus. That's correct. the last publicly available rating in 2010, and it was a result of the number of complaints they had. But received. it was elevated to an A. Just, it was just never elevated. that's never it been publicly elevated released. to an A. I could but, give it to you. I will give it to you. Let's just bring the viewers up to speed. Let's just bring the viewers up to speed. It was elevated to an A. Let me, let me just set the record, and then you guys can have at it. There was Trump University, which was a business that you started, and it was marketed to, many, to many people, and now there is a class action of over 5,000 plaintiffs against you, Mr. Trump, right. and it involves veterans, and it involves teachers, and it involves so-called little guys, working class and lower working class and middle class, who say that they were fleeced, who say it was a scam. The class has been certified, and, and in that case, you countersued the lead plaintiff, alleging that you were being defamed. That case was thrown out and against her. The lead her. plaintiff is now getting out of the case because because it's so bad but, for her. But, but what happened a letter, was... Excuse me. The lead plaintiff signed a letter saying how great it was and is on tape saying how great okay, it was. Okay, but, but what... No, but stand by. But what happened in that case was... You countersued her. The court threw out your countersuit and made you pay almost $800,000 in legal fees of hers. And you made this same argument about 98% of the people being happy with Trump University. And that woman in particular signing a survey saying she liked it while someone was standing She's over her shoulder. She's trying to get out of the case. And this She's is what the case by. This is what the Court of Appeals found. They said that the, the plaintiffs against you are like the Madoff victims. Oh, give and me, they, give this me is a what break. the Court of Appeals said. Give me a they found that victims of con artists often sing the praises of their victimizers until they realize they have been fleeced. You know what? Let's see what happens in court. This is a civil case. Very easy to have settled. Could settle it now. Very easy to have settled. This is a civil case. Let's see what happens at the end of a couple of years when this case is over. Okay? It's been going for five years. Yeah, it's been going for a long time. Go ahead, Senator. I spoke to one we'll of the case yesterday. I spoke to one of the victims yesterday. One, one of them. This gentleman, no, there's several. Obviously, there's yeah, so several. many, I can't talk to them every day. I spoke to one of them yesterday. Tell me exactly what happened. They signed up for this course because they believe Mr. Trump was this fantastic businessman that Donald's going to teach them all the tricks of the trade. They signed up. They paid $15,000 for this course. They were asked for additional money for this course. If they really wanted the real secrets of success, they had to pay even more money. And so they did. And you know what they got in these courses? Stuff you can pull off of Zillow. When they finally realized what a scam it was, they asked for their money back, and you refused to give them their money back. I gave many why don't people their money back. Then Megan, why don't you tonight just, say let, you're going to give the money back? Let me just see. Okay, okay Senator Rubio, let him answer. Right right at the end of a few years. Let him answer. Go ahead, Mr. We Trump. will see who's right at the end of a few years. 
But all of the almost all of the people, many, many people signed what's called the report card at the end. Did you like the course? How did you like it? Almost all of them said it was terrific. Okay, with letters, with this, some of them were on tape saying it was terrific. Let's see what happens at the end of three years. With respect, Mr. Trump, one third of the plaintiffs in that case demanded refunds. So it's not the case that 98 percent were. I gave some refunds to people. Because if they ask for the refund at a certain period of time, and we gave refunds to people. Okay. But Megan, let's see what happens at the end of three years. Understood. Megan, let's see who's right. It's still a pending litigation. Here's why this is relevant. It's called pending litigation. Megan, this is why this is relevant to this All right, Senator Rubio, then Senator Cruz. This is why, because he's trying to do to the American voter what he did to the people that signed up for this course. He's making promises. He has no intention of keeping it. And it won't just be $36,000 that they lose. It's our country that's at stake here. The future of the United States in the most important election in a generation. And he's trying to con people into giving them their vote, just like he conned these people into giving them their money. Let me tell you. The debate then shifted to the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment, as I've said before, is not a suggestion. It is the constitutional right of every American to protect themselves and their families. It is a right that it, it is the Second Amendment for a reason. It is right after the defense of the freedom of speech for a reason. For clearly the founders of our, of our nation understood and the framers of the Constitution understood that you cannot have life and you cannot have liberty and you cannot pursue happiness if you are not safe. Marco also had by far the funniest moment of the debate. I know it's hard yeah, not I know to interrupt, it is, but it's but not try. what you said in the op-ed. Breathe, breathe, Lion breathe. Ted. You Lion. can do it. You can breathe. I, I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but just... When they're done with the yoga, can I answer a question? You, you cannot. <laughs> I really hope that we don't we don't see yoga on this stage. Well, he's very flexible, so he, you never know. But Marco quickly turned back to serious issues like America's foreign policy. And it was clear Trump is not prepared to be the commander-in-chief. Well, first of all, I think as we've seen throughout this campaign, Donald has not shown a seriousness about the issues of foreign policy. He just simply hasn't. Whether it was the structure of our military, even today he was asked a question about the issue of commanders not following his lead on killing the family of terrorists. And his answer basically was, if I tell them to do it, they're going to do it. And that's just not true. Foreign policy is not only consequential, I think much of our future now depends on it. You know, I see a lot of young people at my events around the country. I feel great when they come. And I always tell them that despite the hardships of the moment, I honestly believe that today's millennials have a chance to be the greatest generation we've had in 100 years. I really do. Because the world today has hundreds of millions of people that can afford to be their clients, their customers, their partners, people they collaborate with. But that won't happen if the world is dangerous and it's unstable. And that will require strong American leadership. The next president of the United States is going to have eight years of a mess of a foreign policy to clean up. That's why it can't be Hillary Clinton. And quite frankly, that's why it can't be someone who simply has not shown the intellectual curiosity or the interest in learning about these very complicated issues. And Donald simply hasn't. Mr. Trump, your response. Well, let me just say this. Uh, I've gotten to know Marco over a period of time. Believe me, he is not a leader. Believe me. And but that doesn't answer and, the question. Uh, it, it it answers, he didn't interrupt you, but it is not a leader. Uh, and frankly, when I say they'll do as I tell them, they'll do as I tell them. And that's very, it's very simple. It's very simple. We are in a very dangerous place. We have a depleted military, totally depleted. We have, by the way, our vets are treated horribly. We're going to take care of our vets. We're going to start taking care of our vets properly, like we should. 
But we're going to build up our military and we're going to get the equipment we want, not the equipment that's sold to us by somebody that gave him and him and not the governor campaign contributions, okay? We're going to get the equipment that the generals and the soldiers want. I will prove to be a great leader. And, you know, it's very interesting. We talk about the polls. Every single poll, when it comes to ISIS and the military and the border, say by far Trump is the best. Mr. Trump, your time is up. Yeah, I just want a couple points. Once again, he was pressed on a policy issue to show his understanding of the foreign policy, and his reaction was just to attack somebody else with the name. Here's the bottom line, and I'm going to repeat it again. The world today is as complicated and as complex as it has been. In a very, certainly in the lifetime of anybody here today. You indeed do have a lunatic in North Korea with nuclear weapons. You indeed do have the Chinese government taking over the most important shipping lane in the world. And Vladimir Putin, who you've expressed admiration for, Wrong. Don, well, Wrong. you've expressed admiration Wrong. for Wrong. Someone you said you it. as a strong leader Wrong. is now he dividing said very Europe good up things about and, me, and I said right, that's one. I'm okay. going to finish my statement here. Yeah, and he's also sowing instability in the Middle East. You have Iran is going to get $100 billion of sanctions relief. You have radical jihadists spreading all over the world. This is a time for seriousness on these issues. You have yet to answer a single serious question about any of this. Will you give us a detailed answer about foreign policy anytime you're asked on it? Here was Marco's uplifting closing statement. I know this has been an unusual election cycle as it continues, and there's a lot of problems in America, and people are truly hurting. But this election is not just about confronting our problems, it's also about embracing our opportunities. I believe the 21st century holds the potential to be the greatest era in the history of the United States if we get this election right and if we act now. If we do, if we do what needs to be done, we can leave our children as the freest and most prosperous Americans that have ever lived. And the 21st century can be the greatest era in the amazing story of America. So I ask everyone to vote for me and join our effort at MarcoRubio.com. After the debate, Marco caught up with Bill O'Reilly. Um, are you surprised that Donald Trump still is leading after all the incoming he has taken. Mitt Romney today, John McCain, the list, as I just told Mr. Trump, and he wasn't happy to hear it. There's a lot of people that just don't well, like him. Are you surprised that he still leads? Yeah, he's been very good at dominating media. I mean, getting media to pay attention to him. You look at the coverage. CBS, the head of CBS said this a couple of days ago, that Donald Trump might not be good for America, but he's good for CBS because of their ratings. So I think that factors into this. But I think now that the race is narrowed, people are starting to pay attention. And look, he's a very charming guy. I mean, you can see why he gets so much attention. He's funny. He's got these one-liners. But we're talking about the presidency of the United States here. Tonight, he had no serious solution on the debt. I think he was exposed in one instance with a graph that showed the numbers don't add up on the debt. It shows he has no solutions on foreign policy. His only reaction was to attack me as little Marco. And after a while, people start to realize this is the president. Do you think, though, they're going to start to realize it, though? That's, well, see, I, look, I do. And I do, do, and I, I do and, I, and I hope so for the sake of our republic. Because what's at stake here for our country is very important. This is the most important election in a generation. The world is growing incredibly dangerous. We were reminded of that again tonight with what's happening in North Korea. You can't elect someone who says, I'll get there and then I'll figure it out. And over on MSNBC, Colorado Senator Cory Gardner recapped the debate. Tell me, how do you think the senator did tonight? I thought he did very well. Look, there was one thing that needed to happen tonight, and that was for Donald Trump to reveal uh, his true nature. You saw that tonight. He changed a number of positions. He talked about how many inconsistencies he has in his record, and that only happened because Marco Rubio took the debate to him. Uh, Marco Rubio talked about his plan, his vision for this country. He laid out a positive vision. Uh, Donald Trump has nothing but basically uh, jabs and, and, uh, and insults for people. He never could answer a single question about policy. That's it for this timeout edition of The Audible. 
On the next episode of The Audible, we'll have the latest from the campaign trail in Kansas, Florida, and Idaho. Remember to subscribe to The Audible on iTunes and leave a rating and a review so even more people can hear Marco's message. Have questions or comments? Email podcast at marcorubio.com and we may read it on the next episode. To get the latest campaign updates delivered straight to your inbox, subscribe to The Daily Kickoff at marcorubio.com slash kickoff.